Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we're talking about how uh, sin, Satan, and self blinds us. We made mention of Samson and his downward spiral. We also made mention of what we sow and how we sow can result in us being spiritually blinded and or deceived. Now, we've mentioned how these things can happen. Let's talk a little bit about preventing how some of these things can happen in our lives or in the lives of those loved ones for whom we want to pray or for whom we pray, and yet there seems nothing to be taking place. They continue to walk about in darkness. They continue walking blinded in their minds, whether, as I mentioned, because of the sin, all of us were born in sin into this world, or because of Satan and his uh, little minions, his demons and devils and etc. His kingdom has blinded us or because we ourselves have put ourselves in situations uh, where we uh, basically either sow or reap that which causes us to be blind. But there are three prayers mentioned uh, in the New Testament. In the book of Ephesians in chapter 1, there's one mentioned. Ephesians chapter 3, there's a second one mentioned. And in the book of Colossians chapter 1, there's another one mentioned. These three prayers are uh, mentioned by the Apostle Paul. He specifically says he either prayed or bowed his knee for the church of Ephesus and or for the people at, at, uh, in, in, the, in the Colossian church. And let's look at them to help us also understand why it is necessary, important to have our mind renewed, to know uh, the truth, to be able to be walking and living in the truth, the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of God, because the deception of the enemy can be of such a, of such a nature. It can be so subtle, like he deceived Eve, uh, according to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, it, it was simplicity, but yet he corrupted her mind. And Paul was concerned that the people of Corinth would be corrupted in their minds also. And the word that was used there for mind was the same word uh, that we had made mention that was in several other scriptures. But let's look at those prayers uh, first. So then on Monday, when we go back to our, our theme, we can look at the downward spiral of uh, Samson. We can apply some of these spiritual principles and truths to our lives and those whom we want to see delivered from the power of darkness. Ephesians 1.16 Paul basically says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, knowing him, knowing God, knowing 
who he is. Then he says something interesting in verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes of your understanding. It is the eyes of our understanding that are blinded by the enemy that causes our mind to be darkened, our mind not to be able to see. Yesterday I had made a very specific uh, reference to when the gospel is preached to, to people, how in Matthew and in Mark and in Luke, we have the sower sows the seed. And we had made mention that Jesus identifies very specifically in the very, very first part of his parable. He identifies how the enemy, who himself is identified by Jesus in three various forms. Number one, he's identified as uh, the devil that comes and uh, takes the seed away. He's identified as Satan, who comes and takes the seed away. And he is identified as the evil one, so or the wicked one. So in Matthew, if we were to read, in 13, 19, when anyone hears the word of God or the word of the kingdom and understands it not. See, there it is. He doesn't understand what has been said. So Paul's prayer was, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That is a very crucial key here. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he that received the seed by the wayside. This is the first group out of four. The second group is going to receive it with joy. The next group is going to receive it, but the cares and uh, all the uh, things of this world are going to choke it. And then finally, the fourth group receives the word and it is fruitful, producing either 30, uh, 60, or even 100 fold. So this is very important. When we look at the scripture and continue looking at the other examples that Jesus gave us, we can we can readily see from the very beginning that it's the, the same thing that happens, whether uh, I said whether it was Mark, Luke, uh, or Matthew. And as we look at it in uh, Luke, the, the scripture says it this way. It says, uh, <clears throat> it, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others uh, in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. And it says in Luke eight twelve, those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil. See, the other one was the wicked one. And he taketh away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. 
Well, 2 Corinthians teaches us in chapter 4, verse 4, that the God of this world has blinded their minds lest they believe the glorious gospel. So once again, we see this pattern that uh, Paul prayed for the people is nothing less than the pattern that was outlined by Jesus as how the enemy comes against the preaching of the gospel and how he tries to take away the seed that is put in people's heart or in people's lives so that then it becomes unfruitful and ineffective. But as we look at the Word of God and we consider these things, we begin to see that the teaching of Jesus was very right on. In the book of Mark, when we look at that story, this is uh, how we look at it. <clears throat> it says, and these are they, this is Mark 4.15, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately. So see, the first group was the wicked one. The second group was the devil. And the third group, or, or the, third, uh, the third definition or, or identification here in, in, in Mark, is Satan cometh immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. So how can the seed ever grow? How can the seed ever produce if it is taken away? So Paul's prayer in Ephesians was, I do, not give to, I do not cease to stop giving thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Remember, the knowledge of Him, knowing God, knowing Jesus, excuse me, Excuse me. <clears throat> that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. We hear with our ears and our mind uh, begins to formulate uh, a hypothesis, begins to formulate uh, something but we even get, but before we even get a chance to be able to believe be able to figure out what has been the enemy comes and snatches the word away he comes as the accuser satan he comes as the devil uh the thief that comes to steal and to kill and destroy he comes as the wicked one of whom the whole world lieth under his control well, when we consider that, we see why this prayer was so important, that they have the knowledge and the wisdom and the revelation, the spiritual wisdom uh, concerning God, concerning His Son, concerning these things, that the eyes of their understanding... Now, this is also important because the eyes of our understanding are also the things that allow us to be able to grasp and tap into the spiritual, 
tap into the spiritual like Adam and Eve when God would come and walk with them in the cool of the day in the garden. The eyes of their understanding was enlightened. It was open. But when man fell, the eyes of our understanding was darkened. And then that's why Paul prayed the prayer. The second prayer was in Ephesians 4, in Ephesians 3, 14 onward. And the next one is going to be in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9 onward. I only mention this in case we run out of time. It says, for this cause, Ephesians 3, 14, for this cause I bow my knee, once again he's praying, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. So he's praying for the inner man. He's praying for the man of the heart, the hidden man of the heart, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, you may be able to comprehend. And the word there that is used for comprehend means to take e eagerly, to seize, to possess, uh, to attain. Uh, Jesus told little flock, uh, don't be fearful, don't be afraid. It gives the Father great pleasure uh, for you uh, to inherit, to receive the, the kingdom. And those that are of the kingdom, the scripture says they seize it by force, by violence. In other words, they, they just don't sit around waiting for it to happen. But there are, they're able to comprehend, they're able to, to seize the moment and possess that which God has given uh, for them to attain. That you may be able with all the, comprehend with all the saints what is the depth, the breadth, the length, and the height. Uh, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, natural knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We have to know what it is that God wants us to know so that we can ask and then believe and receive See, he's able to do above all that we ask or think. If our thinking is off, then how can our prayer be answered? And then finally, the last prayer, as we run out of time here, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you. This is the third prayer. To the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It is the renewed mind, according to Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 2, that makes it possible for us to know the renewing of the mind. What is the good, the acceptable, or perfect will of God? Three different things that are described there. Good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Well, how can we know the will of God if our mind has not been renewed? So Paul prayed this prayer for them. For this cause also, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? 
so that you can walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful, there it is, the sower sows the seed, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us able and to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light who delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you and make it a part of your life. Try praying those three prayers for yourself and insert your name or those of loved ones where it says us or we. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.